Commutify presents Between the Lines with Andy Keaton. Each week, we explore the challenging issues transportation demand management professionals face on their journey to transition commuters from driving alone to more sustainable, shared and active commuting habits. Be sure to subscribe to hear next week's episode and check out our exclusive commuter playlists on Spotify. This is Between the Lines with Andy Keaton. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special Between the Lines episode here at the ACT International Conference in Orlando, Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. Stick with us. Um, we're doing something a little different this, this episode. We're going to be talking with several people who are speaking at the conference at panels and keynotes um, about what they're talking about, as well as just what's going on in the TDM space and how the ACT conference is going. So if you missed ACT 21 or you came and you want to get a refresher, stick around and, and see or hear what we have to say. We've got some really great guests with us today and enjoy. All right, we're talking right now with David McMaster. It's getting towards the end of the first day here, Monday at the conference. Um, what have, what's been the highlight for you so far uh, at the conference? Well, first of all, thank you, Andy, for yeah. allowing me to, to join you on this. Maybe this is my highlight. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> sure. Um, no, for me, really, the highlight so far was the opportunity to finally get together with colleagues that I've known for years and ones that I just met after not being able to talk face to face and really engage for yeah. a while, really miss my TDM friends. Yeah, it's been really nice to put a real face to the virtual face that I've seen and meet new people, right. um, you know, catch up with old friends. I, you were at the welcome reception, I'm sure, last night. And I was. Is I think it was good just to see everyone in one place. This is the first time I've seen like a group of people in one place for a while. It's pretty exciting. Exactly. Exactly. That, that was definitely a highlight. Yeah. Um, and then this morning, uh, you were on a panel uh, called Marketing Van Pools or? Uh, Van Pool Marketing Van Strategies. Van Marketing Strategies. Okay. Right. Um, how did uh, how'd that go? What were the key takeaways from it? Well, it was a, it was a great, I thought it was a great panel. Uh, it, you know, there were three of us speaking in one of the challenges with Vampool marketing strategies, the word strategies, sometimes yeah. it ends up being more of a conversation about tactics. But sure. um, so it was very good. And there were a lot of interesting examples that were shared. It was kind of fun to see some of the similarities that different programs are using, which you know, probably hints to having been at ACT conferences in yep. the past. <laughs> but, Everyone's uh, going off the same kind of right, rule but, book here. So, but, you know, it, the I guess the key takeaways are really looking for ways to use better data to get, you know, a little better tied in with behavior change science so mm -hmm. that you're having a bigger impact and kind of personalizing things. And the bottom line is what was true 10 years ago, still true today, is that for Vanpool, about behavior change, it's really about getting the opportunity to have a personal conversation or one-on-one -on -one conversation yep. with someone to kind of talk through what their needs are so you can help. Yeah. And we just, I just talked with uh, Roger Millar as well for the podcast and he had mentioned he, he went to that panel, found it really interesting. And Washington has the most van pools in the country, he was saying. So we'll see if he takes any of these little tidbits 
That's right. Them back. <laughs> well, yes, for years, those of us in the van pool industry have often looked to Washington State, yep. for example. So uh, that would be fun if he took some <laughs> from us and went back. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure he will. Um, and actually, speaking of him, you're also moderating the keynote kind of panel tomorrow morning. Um, can you tell us a bit more about what that is about? Um, who's going to be on it and, and what you'll be talking about? Sure. Uh, it's a panel of DOT secretaries. So we have Roger Millar from Washington State DOT, and we have Aileen Les Vega from the Puerto Rico, Territory of Puerto Rico, yeah, cool. who's the head of the DOT there. And we've asked them to share with us some of how they may have incorporated TDM into their state transportation system strategies and also to talk about, you know, some of the hot topics for us right now in ACT, like how are you addressing equity? How are you addressing mm -hmm. resiliency? How are you addressing climate change? So that it's going to be an opportunity for this, them to tell us a little bit about what they're doing and then for us to have a dialogue as instead of it just being a keynote, yeah. there's going to be a dialogue Very cool. where uh, you'll get to ask your <laughs> questions. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I mean, I, I really like the keynote uh, speaking kind of element where you have one, you know, nice speech to, to kick it off. But I, I think that's a good idea to have kind of a keynote panel so everyone right. can engage in the same panel. It's more along the same style of what we typically use in the emerging mobility summits that we've right. had in the past. And it's been well received there where we have these, these panels that really engage in a, get deeper into a topic and talk about more specific case stuff rather mm -hmm. than just PowerPoint. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, a little more fun. Um, okay, so besides that, obviously tomorrow morning, what else are you looking forward to for the rest of this conference or you know, maybe even beyond the conference? Just what are you looking forward to over the next couple of days here? Well, on Wednesday, we'll have our award ceremony. So yeah. I'm always interested in seeing uh, recognition for people and programs that have done outstanding work in TDM. And the bar gets raised on that yeah. year after year. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see, you know, people that you've seen maybe come in as a newcomer to the industry mm -hmm. and now they're leading something. And even, even before the award ceremony, seeing people on panels and seeing people leading committees and things and going, wow, look how they've really contributed to the industry. And I remember when they just started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I, I think I, I'm looking forward to that as well. That's this Wednesday, we'll do the award ceremony right, like always at the end there. Um, or breakfast. Room, yeah, sorry. breakfast. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. So, David, I mean, thanks for being on here. Well, thank you, Andy. Uh, and we're looking forward to, to seeing the keynote tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for, for coming on Between the Lines. All right. Thank you. Hi, everyone. And we are with Lauren Bennett right now uh, from Genentech. And Lauren, I, I'd like to start off by asking just a simple question. How many of these conferences have you attended? What is this number for you? This is number six. Six. All right. And That's pretty exciting. What was your first one? Do you remember? I do. I remember it was San Antonio, Texas. Nice. It was my first one. It's always held in the summer and it was about 150 oh, no. degrees in San Antonio. <laughs> And I decided to ride bike share to see all of the missions. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've done that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was wearing pants. I mean, I was completely oh, no. unprepared, but it was so fun. That's fun. That's great. 
Well, it's it's pretty hot here. I don't know if it's maybe it's, it's hot, hot but it's really humid. Like I'm glad that we have the AC here. Um, so I want to ask you about to start. I want to ask you about this panel that you're about to be on. Thanks for taking the time right before you're going to go mm -hmm. on to this. Um, let me make sure I, I get the name right. It's called Disrupting Transportation, Biotech, EVs, and the Shared Sustainable Commute. Mm. Um, good name. Good job. I put it in the hype <laughs> machine and that's what came out. <laughs> that's a good name. Can you, so what, like, what is this going to be about? What are they going to be the key takeaways? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, so the three key takeaways are about electrification, sharing your commuter services, and adding an equity lens to your programs. So okay. on sustainability electrification, we have all um, electrified 30 some odd percent of our buses. Awesome. It's been very, very hard, yeah. um, but it's very necessary mm -hmm. and it's been very rewarding. And the point there is a lot of folks say the technology is not, not there. It's not, we're not ready. We're not ready. You could say that till the end of time, but yep. we're ready. We're doing oh, it. Yeah. Everyone can do it now. It's very hard. You know, call us. We'll help you through it. Uh, but get on that now. The second piece is shared commuter programs. Yeah. So we have open, we are in a business park of 28,000 people. We're only 12,000 of those people. We have a transportation program. We're the only one. What do those other people do? They drive. Yep. They, they create yeah. congestion. So we have decided to open up our commuter programs. We open up our buses. So, and now wow, half, that's nice. half of those 28,000 people have access to our bus program. That's and great. And we're only scaling up from there. So this, that the main point there is, again, this is another really hard thing to do. Um, there's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of privacy conversations. There's a lot of outreach, but it's so worth it. It is, mm -hmm. we're giving um, uh, these employees great commuter options. They're feeling better. Um, and we're adding more value to our program because people right. are paying into it. We add more services. It is win, win, win. And then the third thing is, so Genentech has had a sustainability lens on our programs for years and years and years. And that's how we got to where we are with the sharing and the electrification. What we haven't had is an equity lens. And mm. last year, with all the police brutality coming to light, um, and Tamika Butler's talk about white right. TDM at the conference last year, there's a lot of powerful moments that just got our, our – small internal team thinking, what are we doing? Right. We're not doing anything. So, well, what can we do? And so we've just started those first few steps of learning, doing some self work, yep. like trying to be aware of our biases, be aware of the biases in our programs, our blind spots. And we're like a hundred percent not there at all. And from what I hear, this is a lifelong journey. You yep. never get there. Uh, but the, the point there is start like, yeah, we we now know. So let's just try and do better. And the sooner you get on that journey, the better. So this panel is like this is hitting on all of the key things. If you need to go to one panel, is this is like the best panel to go to, right? I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like electrifying your fleets, sharing like sharing your services with other companies. That's an awesome idea, first of all, and and the equity piece, which is is great. And I think it's it's good to hear that that uh, keynote from last conference has mm -hmm. stuck with people. I know it stuck with me thinking Absolutely. about like, how can we uh, ensure that we're creating an equitable you know, TDM uh, system? Yeah. So, you know, it's once again, ACT conferences, 
you get a lot Change out of them. Changing the world. Changing the world, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so that's yours. Uh, what have you enjoyed, or I guess, in the morning sessions yeah. <laughs> of today, because it's only been just right. started. I'm in one session. What did you, what'd you go to? Was it interesting? Like, well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably not going to say no, but what, what did you take from it? Yeah, so there's... It, it, the overview of that session was there was a lot of work being done during COVID. What, yeah. You know, what the what do we do? How do we pivot? And there was this really cool project in New Rochelle, New York. Okay, yeah. The epicenter yeah. of COVID. Uh, I know that name, yeah. even though it's like exactly. a Exactly. It's time. like, yeah. where is that? But I, I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had to um, figure out how to get all of these medical workers to a hospital to treat patients. Oh. And so they had to set up a hotel um for them to live because you can't go home and, and it, because, you know, we didn't, we didn't know a lot and they were working crazy hours and then they had to also set up transportation. And that's what the, these folks were talking about is setting up um, an, an electric vehicle pilot it ended cool. up being a program to yeah. help these workers get from the um, hotel to the hospital. hospital. Interesting. That's a really, that's a, it's a cool panel. Um, another thing with electrification Obviously, yeah. COVID's an, an important. And responding yeah. in real time, having to change the rules. It's overnight. doable. Yeah, you, if you need to do it, you can do it. This is what it's yeah. saying, right? Yeah. Like, if if you just decide that we're going to put in this cool pilot and this good program, yeah, um, we can, can do, it. do it. We can do. We can do our things. <laughs> That's so great. Um, okay, what are you most looking forward to for the rest of the conference yeah. slash? Maybe outside of the conference, just like, what are you like excited about for the rest of the next couple of well, days? For the rest of the conference, I'm going hard on the DEI, yes. the diversity, equity, inclusion panels, because I'm a, you know, I'm a newbie. Yep. I'm a transportation planner trying to learn this uh, in tandem. So I'm trying to hit, that's what I'm going to next Nice. and trying to learn from them. I am doing a really fun thing this yeah. Friday after oh, yeah. the conference. I'm driving to Crystal River. Nice. Which is a river just uh, west of here that manatees live in. What? And I'm going to go swim with the manatees. No way. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, like, oh, I'm doing something cool. I'm going to Disney parks. No, you're doing something <laughs> way cooler. You're seeing manatees? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good choice. That is cool. Yeah, I'm pumped. That's fun. I'm pumped. I hope they're there. All right, send pictures. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then this is the last question. Since we are at Disney World, I have to ask a Disney-related question, I feel like, or, like, maybe I'm – breaking some sort of policy or something. Be, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite Disney movie? Well, so I have to admit, I'm not a super Disney buff. That's I'm, okay. I'm just really not. But I was on a plane yep. to Thailand, so very long. Yeah, so you had, had, you I had forced some time. to I watched to a lot watch, of movies. Yeah. <laughs> and the only one I remember is Moana. Oh, my gosh. It had me crying. I was so it's moved. It's a good one. I was like... Yes, I'm. I felt so empowered. So I'm a big fan of Moana. And there, anytime nice. I hear that song, I just like I can. It's a get good choked song. Up. Well, Lin Manuel Miranda, he knows what he's doing. He wrote the soundtrack. Yeah. It's, it's so yeah, good. It's incredible. And it's funny because the other person I've had on earlier this morning also, also said Moana. Um, what are I the odds? Powerful. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, Lauren, this has been great. Thanks for yeah, coming this on. Fun. I'm looking forward to your panel. Um, it's gonna be really good, I think. And. I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures of the manatees. Yes. Potatoes of the sea. I'll put it on Twitter. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Thanks for being All right. on. Thank you.
Hi, everyone. We're with Melissa Wandel right now. Um, just got done with a great uh, speech for everyone, the keynote, speak, uh, keynote speaker today, uh, Monday morning in, at the ACT International Conference. So first, I just want to thank you for sharing your story again. Um, for those who missed it, uh, it, was, it was a really impactful story, kind of um, about you know, the why of what we do. Um, but could you maybe just tell us, highlight kind of what your main points are here um, as you're talking and, and what this initiative that you're working on is? I think that'd be really helpful for people to hear. Absolutely. So I'm grateful to be here today and I was grateful to be the keynote speaker. And um, it's really important that we embrace what we do every day. You know, we're in the transportation industry um, and to be able to really love what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes people are like, how can I love going to work, <laughs> yeah. right? But if you really love your mission and why you're doing what you're doing, yeah. and that was my big talk today is the why of what inspires us every day mm -hmm. to move in our lives um, that help us actually in our work as well, because they all kind of thread together. Right. So the importance of um, taking your mission for your own self, your own life, putting into your work and, and basically escalating your work and yeah. those around you, um, which I think is really important in this day and age is that we learn to take every circumstance we've had in our life. Um, and even it could be bad, it could be ugly, mm -hmm. it could be good, but make it the best that we can each and every day. Um, so to be able to be here today with the transportation, you know, with, with people in the transportation industry and say, let's do this thing together. You know, let's empower one another to keep walking through life um, is, is, is a really pretty cool thing to be able to do and to be able to be in front of a group of the audience and say, hey, you're doing great things out there. Let's do it together. Yeah. And I think that it's, you know, it's why it's such a good start to this conference mm -hmm. is everyone's working on maybe their little niche thing within transportation. And it sometimes feels hard to kind of overcome whatever obstacles get in your way. Um, but you're, you know, reminding us if you have that passion, that drive, you really, you really care about what you're doing. You can get it done even as an individual. Right. And it doesn't matter what role you play. Yeah. It's like so many people think that their role is insignificant. Mm -hmm. You know, there's much more in significant roles than my being able to speak up in front of a bunch of people. There's so many people behind the scenes that are doing so many incredible things that nobody ever hears of it, but that's okay. You know, because if you believe in it, you're, we're all a part of the solution, yep. but you can't do one without the other. So reminding people, it doesn't matter what you do um, in life and in this industry in particular, since we're talking about it, it's, it's not too small. Yeah. You know, keep doing it because you're making big impact if you love it. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. No, that's that's Truly. the important piece. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, obviously if people are willing to fly, you know, to Orlando in the middle of summer, it's a little hot, mm -hmm. COVID's still happening. There's there's yeah. definitely a passion there. Like you wouldn't just come. No, <laughs> there is a passion if you're coming to Florida in the time <laughs> of where the pandemic is still like, yep. in the news for us here um, and getting on that airplane. I think that people have a passion. Yeah. for what they're doing. So, I, I mean, I, we, we really appreciated you coming and speaking today. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know a little bit, like, what about the ACT conference made you think, oh, this is a good fit? I mean, it obviously was, but like, what made you think this is a good place to speak? 
Because I think that, um, you know, it involves so much with commuter transportation yeah. and a lot of it, you're all talking about, you know, getting people to, to share rides and mm-hmm. get people off the streets or cars off the streets because that's where all of it's, the havoc is being wreaked. Right. But so for me, it was, okay, but we still need to move those pedestrians onto mm-hmm. those commuter transportation. Yep. So for me, it was about, let's see what they're doing and how can we work together to make that happen. You know, I'm working on day by day, trying to get people to make better decisions on our roadways, Mm -hmm. right? You're working on ways to make transportation easier for people to share transport, you know, share those rides. So how can we, we can work together. And maybe if we share those best practices with each other, who knows what we can come up with. So it was very cool for me to be able to come here and see what you all are doing too, so that I can take pieces of what you're doing and bring them into my into my work. We're both working on a, a parallel path here, ultimately mm-hmm. making roads safer by taking cars off the road, right. educating people who are in cars. It's all towards the kind of the same goal at the end. It is. And when you can work with people on a common goal, of course, you know, there's nothing better than that. Knowing that you cannot just impact one people, but you can impact a multitude of people. Right. Um, is, is, is really um, significant in our lives. Yeah. So can you tell us, you, you're at the start of a week-long uh uh, initiative here. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So it's National Stop on Red Week, cool. August 1st through the 7th. It's National Stop on Red Week. And everybody's like, well, what is that? Yeah. Why would you have that kind of a week? And it's a week to remind drivers to stop on red. People are breaking safety laws mm-hmm. and people are being seriously injured and killed every day. So it's a, it's a, because people are making those mindful decisions to not stop on red. Mm -hmm. So it's a week long campaign where we actually go out to intersections in the state of Florida, or you could do it all over the nation because it's a national um, event. Um, And just basically hold up signs that say, (laughs) always stop on red and wave to people, smile at them, remind them. Um, and our law enforcement gets involved too, oh, that's great. but in a good way. It's not a, it's not a ticketed event. Sure. You know, we, the yeah. law enforcement aren't like the, out there writing tickets. Right. It's about them saying, hey, we just want you to mind the rules of the road so that you can be safe. Mm-hmm. So it truly is just a week long of educating our motoring public on protecting um, themselves and our most vulnerable road users, which are pedestrians and bicyclists. Yeah. In the state of Florida, Bicyclists are motorists, so we have to make sure that um, we're educating people on that as well. So it's a great week um, at the National Coalition for Safer Roads. We have social media for every day um, that basically throws out statistics and you have buttons and everything that we can utilize for social media. So it's a really, it's ncsrsafety.org. Stop on red. Awesome. No, that, so yeah, I mean, anyone listening or watching should be definitely visiting that site um we'll put it in our in our email newsletter as well um good luck on that i mean it's obviously a really uh, important initiative to be working on and it's cool that there's you know a week dedicated to it and i I love the idea of going out to the actual intersections and Mm -hmm. like talking to people or holding up talking to people with signs yeah Um, it's a great idea it is we we um you know we're in a day of we're in a computer age right and it's great they do so many amazing things for us but there's nothing like getting out and being eye to eye with people 
and reminding them um, just to make good choices mm -hmm. and saying, hi, have a great day. I mean, truly, when you're out there at an intersection, people are like, what are you doing? Why are you here? What are you going to do to me? Yeah. But really, truly, it's just about smiling, waving, and they're going to see the sign. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're going to see the sign so they know why we're out there. Yeah. So just make good decisions because people's lives end in a, in a moment. And sure. we don't want any victims or violators. Right. You know, because neither one wins. Right. Yeah. Um, so moving back, I guess, to the, to the conference mm -hmm. here, um, it's obviously just started. You've, you've given your, your keynote speech and mm -hmm. now there's a couple sessions going on right now, but mm -hmm. we had the opening reception last night. You were able to attend. Yeah. How, how have you enjoyed so far the, the one or two things that have happened? It's been great. What I've liked about it more than anything are the people. Yeah. You know, everybody seems very friendly and open to having conversations, which is really nice. It's not stiff. You're not walking <laughs> into a room where nobody wants to look at you. And half the people are masked. So sure. it's a whole new thing. You know, you're looking at each other. You only see their eyes. Yeah. yeah. That's all. You see their eyes. You can't see people smiling. Yeah. I guess you can see them smiling with their eyes, but not really. Yeah. But, um, but that's what I've enjoyed thus far is yeah. just being able to connect with people. In real um, life. Yeah. yeah. Not on a computer. No, it's not so cool. on a computer. <laughs> in real life, connecting with people, um, which I'm a geek at connecting with people face to face. Yeah. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I really have enjoyed being a part of um, finding out what you are all doing, mm -hmm. um, what you're doing to help make our um, our streets safer too. It's, it's pretty incredible. Well, we've, I mean, we've obviously enjoyed having you here. Thank, Thank you, you again for, for taking the time to come speak with us mm -hmm. uh, this morning. One final question, since we are at Disney World, <laughs> I have to ask a question about Disney, I think. So um, what, let's, let's go easy. What is your favorite Disney movie? Um, so my favorite Disney movie is Moana. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. That's a good you know, one. She's yeah. a fighter. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, isn't every Disney princess anyway? Oh, but yeah. she's a fighter. You know, she's going to make sure that her land is good for her people. So yeah. I really, I really see, like I Moana. see some Moana in you, you know. Thank that's, you. I, I think that's a good one. I like, I think that was a, that's a good choice. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'll be asking other people as well. So we'll see. We'll see what other people have to say. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe others will say Moana. I want to see the poll. I yeah. <laughs> see, I, I do. I want to see how, how many people say, you know, um, whether, whatever it is, yeah. Cinderella, but no, I'm a Moana girl. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having um, me. And thanks for speaking again as well. Is a very impactful start to the, to the event. Good. Thanks for having me. Cool. I appreciate it. Perfect. All right, so we're now talking with Roger Millar. Uh, thank you for being here. You're going to be uh, part of the keynote speak, uh, speech tomorrow, the keynote panel tomorrow morning. Um, but I want to first get into a little bit about what you have uh, seen and taken away from some of the other panels so far today. Uh, so what panels have you been to? What have you, what are kind of the key takeaways you've gotten from some of these things you've gone to? Well, great question. Uh, the keynote this morning was really powerful. She spoke about, um, you know, pedestrian fatalities and mm -hmm. the, the high impact of fatalities in her specific case, her husband, and the work that she did to change the law. And uh, th that was, that was really compelling. Uh, something I just did this afternoon uh, was listening to uh, people talking about incorporating uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion mm -hmm. into um, TDM, which is 
is something we're doing in Washington State. So it was, it was good to hear examples from other places and maybe some of the the, the places uh, where you know people were learning. Where you know, it's yeah. the early days. Um, and there was a, a another session this morning talking about kind of marketing vanpool programs. Oh yeah. And Washington State has the largest vanpool program in the country, and uh, with COVID, I was just looking to see if there were any ideas I could still take back to yep. to the great state of Washington with me. Yeah. No, I think it's it's nice to be able to hear what people are doing across the mm -hmm. country because obviously you can pull those things back to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, it's one of the values of coming to a conference like this. Yeah. It's just the <laughs> It's the networking and the, you know, the good ideas because, you know, it, 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 if it's working in North Carolina, maybe it'll work in Washington. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, we'll be, I'll be excited to see what you come up with in the state of Washington from Vanpool Marketing. Yeah. And we'll know, I'll say, yeah, I came back from the ACT Conference. Uh, we have 7,000 <laughs> 7, plus Vanpools in Washington State. So, Amazing. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting them all back up on their feet, right. you know, post-COVID. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, you're part of this keynote panel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about what you'll be talking about. Um, kind of, yeah, just what, what's going to, what can we get, what will the, the audience get from this conversation? Yeah, well, what I'm going to be talking about with my, my colleague, the secretary from the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, is just what states are doing, what state DOTs in particular are doing in the TDM space. You know, we're perceived by a lot of people as the guys that build the big road projects. Right. And you know, we certainly have a little bit of that in our background, but we're becoming increasingly um, stewards of complex multimodal transportation systems. So, you know, you need to look at safety and state of good repair. You need to look at systems management. You need to look at demand management. And, and mm -hmm. then, you know, there's also capacity issues. But I'm going to really drill down into some of the stuff we've been talking about in the TDM space, you know, particularly of mobility on demand and, you know, how to incorporate more of the intelligent transportation systems into what we do. Mm -hmm. um, thinking way beyond computers driving cars yeah. to the whole cooperative automated transportation space. I'm also going to talk a lot about telework because sure. you know, we've had great success with it in Washington State and I, I think it's it's here to stay. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'll talk about our, our agency's experience and what we're proposing to do moving forward. I think that'll be really interesting because this is coming from, I think a lot of people have experience or, or kind of knowledge into maybe even city level uh, policies, but the state level view, I think is really important to look at. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of ask you this question here. Is there one particular uh, program with the state of Washington that you are most proud of that, you know, you really want to kind of uh, brag about here? Well, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we've done. I mean, we, we have a very successful commute trip reduction program. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've had it for, you know, generations. Right. And, top of the top of the class, really. Yeah. And we are, uh, we're rebuilding it. And it's now a transportation demand management program. We've created a transportation demand management executive board that I chair, that's a public private sector board, um, you know, executives who are in that space. And then our old commute trip reduction board, which was more of a technical level of player, sure. they're, they're now our, our TDM uh, technical committee Got and, it. and doing that work. But we're, we're um, educating our elected officials on the interest that we have. We're picking up their ideas and we're basically working on a, you know, rewriting the law uh, to make 
uh, it, more about demand management in total instead of just the commute, because our, our, our commute share production program is as is, is popular as it is and as successful as it is, it's 4% of our daily trips hmm. are the large employers yeah. who are in the CTR program. If you were to expand that to all of the commuters in Washington state, it would only be 14% sure. of the daily trips. So over 85% of the trips are not directly, they're not home-based work trips. So what we're looking at is, okay, how do we use what we've learned about commute trips and commute trip production? How do we use that for all the other trips that people take? Interesting. I think that's a really, I, I mean, like I said, Washington is already leading the, the pack here in the commute trip production program. Um, but I'm excited to see what this kind of can evolve into. Yeah. I think the rest of the country is kind of watching you all and just seeing what's, what's possible. Um, I think we'll all be excited to hear what you have to say and, and, and the Secretary of Transportation as well from Puerto Rico um, to, to really kind of get an idea of what we can do um, and what we should be telling our state's representatives as well and our, our mm -hmm. state's uh, uh, transportation leaders as well. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of us, when you look around the country, um, you know, a number of states have kind of a home rule relationship between mm -hmm. state government and local government. And when you're home rule, you as a city or a county can do pretty much whatever you want. There are other states in the country, a majority of them, that are what are called Dillon rule states. And mm. Dillon is uh, some obscure 19th yeah. century person. <laughs> but in a Dillon rule state, a local government can only take the actions that the state legislature specifically uh, enables them to do. So quite often, um, TDM issues, mobility on demand issues, they get worked out at the state level. Right. Sometimes before local governments are even aware, you know, that it's, it's happening to them. And so what we're trying to do as we get into um, going from CTR to TDM, as we get into mobility on demand, is make sure that our state legislators and the stakeholders that are engaged are talking about the right issues as they adopt policy. Yeah. You know, when you, you talk about, you know, the, the whole issue of uh, CAT, what we call CAT, Cooperative Automated Transportation, a lot of people call it Connected Autonomous Vehicles. Mm -hmm. Connected Autonomous Vehicles is all about replacing the driver with a computer all right. and having a highway full of cars. Yep. You know, a highway full of cars driven by computers is still a highway full of cars. Yeah. We're talking about cooperative automated transportation, using technology so that the modes, all the modes, are cooperating to mm -hmm. optimize what they bring to the game. So micromobility, you know, scooters and ride, you know, bike shares and stuff like that, walking, um, urban transit, mm -hmm. inner city rail cars, trucks, you know, the, the, but everybody's there. But how do we use the technology to optimize how yep. they interact? Um, and it's, 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 it's automated. It's not autonomous because autonomous sounds a lot Terminator to me. Yep, yeah. about that. <laughs> and then it's not about the vehicle. It's about the system. So we're, we're talking about that. And it's really hard to get people to switch away from that, that, that Tesla thing, to, you yep. know, or that, yeah, that, that thing driven by, a, by a computer and, uh, you know, it, just the physics of it. We need all of our things working. Yeah. For us. And then the, the telework, you know, for me and, and our agency, you know, right now about half of my employees are teleworking. 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't plow snow from your home right. office and you, you can't drive one of our ferry boats. You know, the, so the, the crews in the Washington State ferries, our maintenance people, our construction inspectors, they're all out in the field and they have been and, and doing really essential work, you know, during the pandemic. But half of my team has been home. Sure. And, uh, and they all want to stay home. Yep. That's when what you, we're hearing. <laughs> when, when you talk to them, 75 plus percent of them want to work at home at least three days a week. Yeah going forward and my reaction to that our reaction to that is okay you got it yep so we have a we have an aspirational goal for the agency that at any given time 40 percent of our employees will be teleworking wow and if half of them can't that means the ones that can it's more like 80 percent right. of the time i don't know that we'll get all the way to 40 percent you know 30 to 40 but we're, we're going to try mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing it because our employees want that work-life balance. They, they don't want to commute. They, they right. like the idea of maybe coming in a couple of days a week or coming in on special occasions. And uh, if I can hold on to people that would leave otherwise, I'm going to try to hold on to people. Win, win, yeah. Yeah. It enables us to walk the talk in terms of reducing our commute impact mm-hmm. um, on the climate, you know, on the capacity of the system. Um, and it reduces our costs, at least our real estate costs. Now, the I- IT pieces of it and the rest yeah. are, are quite the challenge, but we're, we're up to it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm excited to hear that uh, state government is looking at this because I think that one of the questions before the pandemic was, could telework really work? There's a lot of logistics that go into it. And sure, like a tech company startup could figure it out because they have a few employees. Yeah. But if you have a big system of thousands of employees and you have intranets and whatever other security and IT you need is yeah. complicated, but we were forced to do it. We are so. forced to do it and it worked. <laughs> and it worked. And we're as productive, if not more in some yeah. cases. But, you know, working out the cybersecurity issues is important. And, and working out the, the one that, that we've been spending maybe the last six months in really drilling down into is the hybrid yeah. environment. Because if, if, 40% of the team is teleworking at any given time. That means 60% of the it's team not, isn't. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, have, I have managers saying, well, everybody ought to come to the office on Monday. Well, that's not going to work. Yeah. Because we're not going to have enough office. Right. You You're know? not going to have a full <laughs> office just for one day. And then one day a week. Yeah. Well, and, and two, if everybody comes in on Monday or everybody stays home on Friday or whatever, it gets really lumpy and uneven. Yep. So we're we're working on okay you know the 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 snow is just as good on tuesday yeah (laughs) and there's nobody up there so honestly yeah you should want to take tuesday and wednesday off yeah why why do we why do we order a 21st century technology information driven economy around a 19th century agrarian calendar good question you know it's why are we doing that so uh, we're, we're working through that. The, the notion of our, our small and medium-sized conference rooms, we're setting up for virtual environments with voice-activated cool. cameras. And, you know, the, and the industry is coming up with the tech, and it's affordable. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's enabled us to, we've, we've reduced our office footprint in downtown Seattle by half. Wow. Which saves the taxpayers yeah. some money. <laughs> that's a lot. that's expensive land. Um, and, you know, we're looking at, at consolidating offices around the state wow. to, it, it, if it saves the taxpayer money, if it, if it builds, buys us time <clears throat> in terms of growing the economy um, without having to grow the transportation system, that's right. a good thing. And if people really like it and they're happy doing it and they're productive doing it, 
the heck. Yeah, win-win-win in this case. Well, Roger, I think I'm looking forward to seeing, hearing a little bit more about what you're talking about tomorrow. Thanks for giving us a sneak peek and thanks for coming on uh, to the podcast today. No, happy to do it. Perfect. Hi, we're with Veronica Jarvis right now. So Veronica, we're about, um, I guess, almost getting towards the end of the first day here. It's Monday, um, mid-afternoon, in the middle of our afternoon uh, refreshment break, I believe. Um, but I want to ask you, I guess, how has your first conference been? It's my first conference as well. So yes. we're sharing that together. How has it been so far? Gosh, I've had a blast. And <laughs> I think I have a lot of pent up missing networking. And yeah. <laughs> it's been beautiful to see people in person and see people's faces and just get that connection that you get in person. And I've been having a great time so far and meeting so many people. So I've really enjoyed it. And you're like an expert networker. Like when we were walking to this room, you talked to like three people. <laughs> it was so good. You know, everyone. It's amazing. Oh, I, enjoy, um, I, enjoy it. I just want to like, I'll just follow behind you and I can just you know, get <laughs> in on all good. the networks. Um, so what has been your favorite thing so far? We've had like yesterday, we had the welcome reception and the first timer event. And today we've got a few different panels that have gone and the welcome opening keynote. So there's quite a bit to pick from. What's been yeah. your favorite so far? Uh, my favorite probably was just the opening reception and getting to see so many people I'd been waiting to meet for the last year. Uh, I've met so many people, everybody just virtually. And so just getting to see if I could pick them out of a crowd yeah. um, and uh, getting to meet people on a panel I'd put together. Uh, it's just super exciting. And so that was probably my favorite so far, but I have enjoyed both of both the sessions I've attended today, just picking up tiny snippets of things at each one. I feel like that is something great I can take back to my job and yeah. that's why I'm here. Yeah, it's yeah. true. There's a lot of good, like, I was just at the uh, DEI. Mm -hmm. equity, yeah. yeah, Just like good to hear people who have really been kind of like entrenched in this, talking about what yeah. they're passionate about. Uh, you can learn a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of that, yeah. you are passionate, obviously, about a lot yes. because you're on three panels tomorrow. I am. Yes. Stay busy. That is busy. There's, yeah. That's going to be good. So let's go through them. I've got a list here. Okay. I want to just kind of talk with you a bit about maybe high level what you kind of can expect from these sure. from these panels so the first one we're both on together yes. <laughs> so this one's fun yeah. um it's called be the change policy people and podcasts i whoever came up with that name was it rob I think it was that was such a good name um what are you going to be talking about so I'm going to be talk about, talking about doing outreach and interacting with your elected officials, either locally, congressional delegation, whatever it is, and just maybe just doing more outreach about your program. And I think that's something we've always struggled with in the TDM sphere is we don't have ribbon cuttings to show that yep. we have an event. So we don't tell our story enough. And I want to encourage people to tell their story and to be comfortable doing that and to just try and find those connections, whether they be in their community or just making that first uh, meeting with a, their congressperson. And I think that's a really exciting way to build your career too, to make those sort of bigger meetings. So um, just encourage folks to reach out. And it's, yeah, I remember like I saw you talk about this some yeah. months ago. I reached out to Senator Michael Bennett's office in Colorado and I yeah. got to talk to someone. And I was like, what? This yeah, is so, so cool. cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. it's You fun. feel like you're part of the process. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's really important for everyone. So that's what I want to encourage. 
Okay, perfect. So that's good. You have a, I'm talking about podcasts, so it's not as exciting. Um, let's move on to the second panel. Yes. This one is called Using Telework as a TDM Tool for State Governments. Yes. Okay. I feel like I know what it's about, but let's talk yes. about that a little bit. So how are, what are we going to be like really diving into? What are the key takeaways from this panel going to be? Yeah, we've worked a lot on telework in our own state, especially during the pandemic. Uh, I wanted to look at how some other states had also taken on telework both before, during, and after. Some of them are a little farther along than us um, in the pandemic. So we have Tennessee and we have uh, Utah, and they both had pretty established telework programs before the pandemic. So they were able to launch into the program during the pandemic better. But what I want people to take away from it is how it can be an absolutely essential TDM tool for, for regions that have a very concentrated workforce. When you get those people off the roads, you can see such big changes in a transportation system. Just from my own city, when you took all those, tel all those people, mm -hmm. sent them home to telework, we saw our traffic volumes just go dramatically down. And that kind of thing can help you push out building a new road for 20 years. And you, you know, in, in transportation funding, when you push out things, you're, you're saving money in the near term. You might be putting it into inflation territory in the future, but at the same time, you're able to push out that project and save that money and hopefully do more TDM work with those transportation dollars, which is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Let's build more bike paths. Yeah, more bike paths instead yeah. of more roads. I like yes. that. Um, Telework's going to help us do that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's panel two. Yes. We're cruising through this, yes. but panel three is, okay, this is also another good name. People are really know, creative with names. This is called The Great Debate, Examining Core Principles of TDM. Yes. Okay, what are you debating? Who are you debating? Are you debating someone? So what is going on? I think we're going to have it as be more of a discussion. <laughs> okay. And talking about some of the core principles that we've always talked about in TDM, um, guaranteed ride home, um, maybe whatever sort of like transit matches or whatever your employer provides. And are those things still working? Um, yeah. A lot of them have been around a long time. And are those programs still good? And I was originally asked to debate, even if it wasn't your opinion, debate against uh, the Guaranteed Ride Home program. And I remember they asked me and I thought, I don't have anything bad to say about it. Like, we should have it. It's a good idea. Yeah. But then I started thinking about it and started doing a little research and thought, you know what? It is so good to question these things we've always done. Because once I started researching, I heard that, you know, there are some places where that program is abused and it doesn't take cars off the roads. People use it to get to work and sure. from work and they just use it as their personal um, <laughs> taxi service. And I was like, that's not helping anyone. Right. <laughs> so right. it's interesting to think what I've learned from trying to research some of these things. But I'm looking forward to the great discussion that'll come up tomorrow and uh, it'll be a great panel, I think. Yeah. I think that is a good, it's a good idea to like yeah. re-examine everything that we Right. think is so core to, yes. to this, a successful program. Um, okay. That one's interest. That one's particularly interesting to me. I yeah. want to see what holes you all can I find. Know. I'm excited. That's good. Okay. Well, those are the three panels you're in. Yep. I'm That's it's just it. like be a good day. It's going to be, it's going to be a busy day for you. Yep. Um, outside of those three panels. Yeah. 
is what else are you looking forward to for the rest of the conference? Although you're going to be like almost working as a panelist for the yes. remainder of it. Yes. But what are you kind of looking forward to the rest of the next couple of days? I would say just aside from that, just the networking and socializing yeah. and just meeting my peers and things like that. I'm part of the TDM uh, CP study group and I still haven't found a few of my few of my mm -hmm. people I've met on Zoom. So I'm hoping to track them down. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's harder than I thought. To, I thought I'd run into everyone. But yeah. I haven't, so I'm looking forward to getting them. Good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, Veronica, thank you for being on. Thanks for having Good me. Good luck to you on yeah. all three of your panels tomorrow. Thank you. You're going to kill it. It's going to be great. Thanks. Um, thanks for talking. Of course. Anytime. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening or watching this special Between the Lines episode here at Act 21. We missed all of you who couldn't make it out and happy to see everyone we could see. Um, make sure to subscribe to our podcast at betweenthelines.io and give us a like, a follow, um, anything you can on any of the podcasts platforms that you may uh, have, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Um, and definitely take a time to watch our video on YouTube. All of our episodes are recorded live. Uh, or recorded for audio and video. Um, so you get to really see that conversation going if you, if you tune into the YouTube uh, channel. And make sure to you know, communicate with us on social media with hashtag between the lines and come back next week as we have a really great episode going back to our normal uh, schedule of events. Next week, we'll be talking with Peter Deppi of Commute. Um, it's going to be a really interesting episode. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Between the Lines with Andy Keaton. Be sure to subscribe to hear next week's episode and check out our exclusive commuter playlists on Spotify.